Hey guys, welcome to Cheesecake and Conversation, where we hope to brighten your day and fill you with hope by sharing biblical truths and real life experience. So grab your slice of cheesecake and let's get started. Enjoy the show. Jenny here from Jenny B Wellness. How are you today? Hope your day is going awesome. So today we are going to be talking about spiritual maturity and growing up. So great topic and honestly there's a lot to unpack here. So but we will get through some some good stuff today. I hope that it's helpful and it blesses you and gives you something just kind of practical, you know, to think about and utilize in your life. So um Kind of teaching out of Ephesians, Ephesians 4, it really goes 9 through 16. Um, but we're really going to focus on this verse here, 14, um, where it's, he actually says, We are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea, carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit, but speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives. Sorry, you guys, that was my phone going off there. Um, expressing his truth, let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head Christ. So love that. So let's just kind of unpack this for a minute. I like to think about um, this using an example of our children. So we have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, two boys, and they seem to think that they are equipped and ready to drive our cars, right? Like if I gave them if I gave them the keys to a car, to our car, or a car, right? It's not that I don't want to give them a key to a car, but I don't give them the key to a car because I know that they are not mature enough, equipped enough. They don't have the skill set to be able to get into that car and go utilize it in a safe way. And so if I were to give them those keys, you know, it's not that I don't have the keys. It's not that I don't have the car, right? I do have those things. And if I did give them those things because they want them, they want to drive the car. So if I gave them those things before they were mature enough and had the skill sets and they were equipped enough, right? They would not only be endangering themselves but they would also be endangering other people, okay? So it's kind of like our relationship with God. So we always need to remember God is the same. He is not ever the problem, okay? He, his promises are all there, and he wants us 
to have them all. Okay, so it's like the keys. He's got the promises. They're already there. And he wants us to have them. However, he cannot allow us to have them until we have the maturity and the skill sets, until we're ready, right, for them, until we have, you know, we're equipped to go out and utilize them in a way that won't be an endangerment to us or to other people. So I like to, I, I have a really good just life example. So years ago, gosh, it's been probably 10, 11 years ago, maybe, um, I was, a, you know, living in Colorado, you know, I'd owned a couple of fitness facilities, personal trainer, as a professional athlete, I trained a lot of other athletes at that time, um, had a booming book of business. And I was hosting these fitness expos. So I really believe like since the age of probably about nine, I, I really feel like God put in my heart to speak and teach and coach. Um, so, you know, I just didn't know what kind of platform exactly that would look like or, you know, in which manner that would, you know, be taking place. Obviously, for the first 20 some years of my career, I was a coach and a personal trainer. So helping people in their health and their wellness, um, I still do that. But obviously, it's kind of morphed into um, a ministry now, which just I love so much. But back then, um, you know, I, I loved God. I always I believed in God. I was quote unquote saved, you know, when I was like six. So, you know, I, I had a knowledge of him. However, I was very lacking in spiritual maturity. So some ways you can kind of, you know, do a, a self check. Let's do a maturity check, you know, spiritual maturity check. So you need to know what the Bible says regarding how you are supposed to act, right? What behaviors you're supposed to have, how you are supposed to be towards people. So I think a lot of times people and even Christians, because they don't take the time to really study the Bible and to be prayerful in that study time, you know, praying for God, give me revelation here. What is it you want me to see? Help me understand. I think a lot of people, because they don't do that, they are missing a lot of those, you know, a lot of that guidance as to how are we supposed to grow up in Christ? What does that look like? You know, his character is the character we are supposed to be working towards through that spiritual maturity. And it is always a work in progress, always. So back then when I was hosting these fitness expos, even though I had a love for God, I was actually trying to teach people about God. So I would get up on stage, I would do this speech. The speech was all about, you know, working out and nutrition and all of this. But I had a scripture on the bottom of each of my PowerPoint slides that would back up what the slide was teaching about. So I was trying to kind of incorporate God into what I was doing because I did have a love for him. However, okay, well, let me say this. I wanted, like my desire was for a lot of people to come, a lot of people to get a lot out of it. 
you know, for it to impact their life in a really positive way. Like that was my desire just to be able to really help them so that when they left there, they would be a better person for having heard what they heard and they would be able to go use it in their life. The problem was my character outside of that, but off of that stage behind the scenes was not godly at all. Okay, so we need to remember we're not hiding anything from God, right? He's he's not surprised by us. <laughs> he already knew everything we were going to do before we did it. Um, but, you know, he knew, he saw everything that was going on that people didn't see. And he he saw my ungodly behavior. And because I chose to be living habitually in ungodly behavior and not acknowledging it, not asking him for help and not seeking him and not reading his word and not asking him to help me change and not repenting and not turning away from it, but rather just staying in it and continuing to do it. Okay. He could not entrust me with the desire that I had, you know, for what I was doing. And not only could he not entrust me, he literally just shut it down. Like he just pulled the rug right out from under my feet. Like he just, he just straight stopped me. And here's why. Because it was an endangerment to myself and to other people. And the reason it was an endangerment is because if you are going to be a person who's going to talk about certain things, all right, or try to teach people certain things or try to portray something in a certain way, but behind the scenes, that's not really the life you're living. Okay. And people, there might be some people that know that, some people that see that, maybe rumors start to spread, maybe the cat gets out of the bag. Okay. That can't happen because, especially for me, I'm trying to teach people about God at that time and trying to, you know, get people into his word about health and wellness at that time, all these things. But behind the scenes, because of the way I was living, it wasn't matching up with, with what I was teaching. That is an endangerment to people because if people find that out, if people see that and they see your true character, do you think that's going to make them want to grow closer to God or run away, <laughs> right? It's going to probably push them further away than they already are because you're basically just sh showcasing hypocrisy. Now, not this isn't to say we are to be perfect. That, that's not what this is to say. Um, but there's a spiritual maturity that God expects us to have. He's got the car. He's got the keys. He wants us to have it. Right, But until we are prepared, we are equipped, we are ready, we are mature, he really can't give us those promises. Right, It's like he can't take that chance. We can't. He's not going to endanger us and he's not going to endanger his kingdom or his plan or what he's trying to do. So a lot of times, because of this lack of maturity, we're kind of just, st we're standing in our own way of what Jesus already finished for us. So, you know, what do we do? What do we do about this? You know, you, you just, you have to just get with God. Again, you have to just get in his word. You have to be prayerful. Um, you know, for me, it just really took hitting complete rock bottom. How many times have you heard a testimony, right? Where everybody's like, I was, I hit rock bottom. I was at rock bottom. I was at rock bottom. And this is why we always say, Typically, 
the strongest relationship with God comes through great trials and hardships and quote unquote rock bottom. And he will let us get there because he knows that when we're there, we are going to seek him and cling to him. He wants that relationship, but he doesn't only want the relationship for him. He wants the relationship for us because he knows, right? Just like with our kids, I know that eventually when they get mature enough, when they get equipped enough, when they develop the skill sets that they need, by golly, I can hand them over those keys. So the longer they take to do that, the longer I have to hold on to those keys. The quicker they do the things they need to do to mature and get the skill sets and get equipped, then the quicker I can hand them those keys, right? So that's the same way God is with us. So he's wanting us to mature. He is ready. He doesn't change. He's there. He's always the same. His promises are always the same. So who's the ones that need to change? We need to change. We need to go to him. We need to work with him. This doesn't have anything to do with our salvation. This doesn't have anything to do with us feeling condemned. To never especially as a Christian, you should never be walking around with your head down, looking in your past, feeling shame, feeling guilt, feeling regret. Trust me, you guys, I have plenty that if I looked behind me and I focused on it, I can feel all of those things all the time. And that is how the devil keeps us stuck. That is how he prevents us from stepping into what Jesus already did for us, right? That's one of the biggest things that he does. So, you know, we don't need to do that. There's a difference between feeling condemnation, which we should not feel in Christ at all, and just feeling a healthy conviction. And healthy conviction just looks like when you have that close, intimate relationship with the Lord and you are in his word and understanding what your character needs to look like and how it needs to mature and the pieces of life, you know, you need to do a little better in, okay? It's, it's like that growing up into the, into the spirit. Right. And so that that healthy conviction is just an awareness. He's going to make you aware. And then all you got to do is repent. Repent means to turn away, give it to him and ask him to help you change. And through the Holy Spirit, that is how you change. Also, stop trying to change other people. Okay. You can't even change yourself, much less change other people. That is a job reserved for God. And, you know, those people need to come to him just like you're coming to him in 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 their own journey. So growing up takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Always have some grace with yourself, just like God has grace for you. He loves you. I'll talk to y'all soon. Hope this blessed you today. Bye, guys.